0: All right. Well, we're, we're going to get started here. Good morning. Good to Good morning. see you all. Thank you for uh, coming out this morning. So, so early, right? It's not that early, 10 o'clock. But thank you for being here. Um, I thought we, we could go outside and have mobilized outdoors and then have the service indoors. That could be a nice switch for us. Nobody laughs. All right. All right. Uh, no, thank you for being here. Glad that you're here. Uh, um, I realized this morning that uh, it's it's been a really long time since we've had Mobilize. A lot, I see a lot of familiar faces, but new faces as well. Uh, so uh, I just thought thought I'd talk briefly about what Mobilize is. It's just a fancy word for Sunday school. So there we go. Uh, it's Sunday school Mobilize. These classes are designed to to equip us with practical resources to follow Jesus faithfully. Right where we live, work, and play. Uh, if you can drop a pin there, Google style, you should be able to um, uh, live the gospel there. Um, that We firmly believe that. So mobilized classes, these classes, uh, are uh, in intensely practical. They're designed to help us follow Jesus in some really functional ways. Uh, the entire design of these classes is to put uh, effective and useful tools into our hands so that we can live the Christian life uh, together. Um, the, uh, the title of this class is, I, I, I was going to get some uh, printouts for us, but didn't, didn't have time to do that this morning. I've got a couple of sick kids at home. Uh, the title of this class is Habits of Grace. Subtitle, Enjoying Jesus Through the Spiritual Disciplines. So this, this class is going to be on spiritual disciplines, but it's not just going to be a class of, about these things. Uh, we don't want to just Uh, tell you more things about spiritual disciplines. That's not the goal here. Uh, This class is all about enjoying Jesus more together, treasuring him. Uh, And the way that we do this is through these things that we call spiritual disciplines. They're, as we're going to see this morning and throughout our time together, they're the paths that God has given us to enjoying more of Jesus and experiencing more of his grace in our lives. More on this in a bit. Uh, so my, my hope for us isn't that we, you know, sort of walk away from our time in the next few weeks knowing more stuff about spiritual disciplines. Um, we, could, we could all pick up some books and we could read more and, and, and learn more things about spiritual disciplines. We are going to do that, but my hope and prayer for us is that we, we walk away with, with this unquenchable desire to know and enjoy Jesus. That's, that's the goal here, that we know and enjoy Jesus. Jesus in the everyday stuff of everyday life. So that's, that's where we're going with this. Um, Can I pray for us? And then we'll, we'll get rolling. Father, thank you for a new day. Uh, We're grateful that your mercies are new to us each day. Great is your faithfulness. Um, Thank you for bringing us here together. Um, uh, Help us to be Um, uh, to would you soften our hearts to to your word this morning Uh, prepare us as we're about to to gather under the preaching of your word and and to to sing of your praises would you prepare us even now for that but but now for this class would you help us uh, to to understand more what it looks like to enjoy uh, and savor our savior Jesus together in his name we pray amen so I, I wanted to I wanted to begin our time by telling a story. Um, if this is a really bad story it 's because I made it up so um, <laughs> uh, so imagine this is a tale of two travelers. imagine uh, you 've got these two travelers and they're they're about to set out on this long, long journey um, and uh, there there was a man who had done this journey before he 's older he'd just finished it, and he he tells these two travelers um, you're going to want to look out for the streams along your path and you're going to want to stop at every single stream and you're going to want to rest you want to take your time rest refill rejuvenate move on doesn't matter how close that na- that next stream is take every chance you've got to stop at these streams i guess we're in the mountains right now cuz there's streams and it's not a road or something but so these these two guys these two travelers they set out on this, this long journey, uh, and they do just what they're told. They start stopping along these streams and they, they rest for a bit and they refill and, uh, they're rejuvenated. They go on. Um, good morning. Welcome. Um, and, uh, they keep doing this days and days go on months continue. Uh, but, but the one traveler sort of, he he thinks, you know, I, I, I can get done with this journey pretty quickly if I bypass a lot of these streams? I mean, they're, they're coming like every few miles or something like What is the point of stopping and resting every time and being rejuvenated and, and moving on? So he sort of starts bypassing, right? He bypasses these streams and he keeps going. And, and the other traveler, he, he just, he continues to do what uh this older man uh encouraged him to do he stops at these streams every single time he does this and he rests and he rejuvenates he's rejuvenated then he moves on um along the way eventually the one traveler who's bypassing all these streams he he um he, he gets tired and he starts slowing down and dragging his his feet and uh he, he's not sure why he's he's exhausted he, he's is filling up, but not as as often, um, and it gets to the point where he's just he's he's done. He's ready to he's ready to tap out. He's ready to be done with this journey. That's it. Whereas the other traveler, he just continues, and he just doesn't. It doesn't even occur to him that he's stopping at these streams. He just keeps doing it, and he keeps doing it, and he keeps doing it, and it's just a habit for him. And um, um, I, I wonder uh, if if we're more like that weary traveler. Um, I, I wonder if we are you know, more more like that weary traveler, worn down, beaten, exhausted. Uh, maybe we're not sure why. Um, but all the while sort of missing these opportunities to, to rest, to stop and rest, uh, to be refilled, rejuvenated, uh, and then to, to move on with our journey. And I think the Christian life you know, the Christian life is this long journey, right? Um, and uh, along the way, we have these opportunities to stop and rest and be rejuvenated. Um, uh, Jesus wants us, to make it, make, wants us to make it to the end of this journey. And this class is, is, is going to be all about what it looks like to be that other traveler, uh, the one who, who makes a habit of being filled up and refreshed and rejuvenated. Uh, restored for the long journey ahead the Christian life that's the Christian life um, this class is going to be all about sort of cultivating life-giving habits in our ordinary lives that help us to treasure more of Jesus uh, every day so that we can stay close to Jesus so that we can grow up in Jesus uh, and make it to the end still holding on to Jesus so that's that's the aim here of the class we're going to talk a lot about habits cultivating life-giving habits in our everyday lives that help us See and savor Jesus more. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, thinking about this, this word, habit. Um, the word only shows up once in the Bible. One time in the Bible. Uh, and, and it speaks directly to our perseverance in the faith. Um, Hebrews 10, 24, 25, uh, says this. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more. Um, as you see the day drawing near. So here we're instructed not to, de- not to develop the habit of neglecting to meet together, but the, the positive implication is that we should be cultivating healthy habits, good habits. We should be cultivating the habit of genuine uh, Christian fellowship. So perseverance, is it's not mainly about these, these one-off, uh, unique, mountaintop experiences. That's not the Christian life. A Christian life is about just these daily, weekly routines uh, of regular life, what we call spiritual disciplines, or uh, what we're also going to call habits of grace. I'm going to use those, those terms interchangeably. Um, so over the course of the next uh, month or so, we're going to work hard at understanding what some of these spiritual disciplines are, and what it looks like to work them into our regular uh, the regular rhythms of, of our lives. Uh, So today we're going to, today's just about building blocks. We're not really going to, we're not going to dive into any specific spiritual discipline. Uh, We we just want to lay a foundation this morning. Uh, And I'm going to do that by asking three questions. What are spiritual disciplines or habits of grace? What are they? Uh, What is the aim of cultivating these things in our, why do we do this? And then how can we become more intentional with cultivating these habits in our lives? How can we how can we do this? Um, any questions before we move on? Anything? Awesome. Um, just so you know, I, I, I do not like talking the whole time. So I'm probably going to ask you guys questions um, just to get some dialogue conversation going. Um, if you don't like to, to do that, if you're already sort of shrinking in your seat right now, wanting to make a beeline to wherever, um, uh, you don't have to talk. That's fine. Um, but I will be um, just asking questions to get get some dialogue. So um, Donald Whitney wrote um, one of the classics, uh, a book on spiritual disciplines. Um, uh, and here's what his definition is. He says that spiritual disciplines are those practices um, found in Scripture that promote spiritual growth among believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So practices, things that we... Do that—that God has given us. They're they're coming from outside of us. That God's given us. Uh, We're not making these things up. Practices that God's given us to help us grow in Jesus. Um, But you know what? With that definition of aside, you know when you when you think about spiritual disciplines, what comes to mind? Um, Anyone? You can shout out any shout out anything. Anything come to mind specifically with spiritual disciplines?
1: Prayer,
0: yeah. Reading the word. Yeah, reading the word. Awesome. Uh,
1: Prayer before uh, doing something.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. Anyone else? Solitude, yeah. Nice. What's that? Fasting. Fasting, yes, yeah. Great. Any, two more. Fellowship. Fellowship, yeah. It's like you have my notes right in front of you. (laughs) Anyone else? Those are great. Um, we we just listed off a lot of things, um, and I think that's what what's, that is. What comes to mind first, right? A list of things that we should be doing as Christians. You know, reading the Word, meditating uh, on it, prayer, fasting, fellowship, evangelism, stewardship, uh, contemplation, confession, silence, solitude, uh, self-examination. The list the list goes on, and it's 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 different. Some people have Uh, different lists uh, than others Um, you know so we we have this list of things that that we we um, think we should be doing um, as Christians Um, when I was a uh, when I was a young believer a new believer uh, for the longest time I thought of these things merely as things that I was supposed to be doing as as a Christian uh, spiritual disciplines were, were really nothing more to me than a list of things that I should practice to, to grow in the faith um, so I you know I would read my Bible every day every morning for for in, the entire hour for a whole hour because that's what it means to be a good Christian um, and I journaled because that's what it what I thought it looked like to be a, a good Christian and, and I prayed and, and I got involved in the church and, and so on and so forth um, these things, Uh, They they didn't feel like a duty at first. Um, They were a delight, but then eventually um, that sort of changed, and and I wasn't sure why. Um, My focus was still on duty, right? Do, do, do. Do these things to be a better Christian, a better person. It wasn't delight. So often um, I I just end up getting overwhelmed. I I'd get discouraged. By these things, and I'd get discouraged by what I wasn't practicing, by the things that I wasn't doing. Uh, so, is there a better way of thinking about spiritual disciplines? Um, one that sort of moves us from duty to delight? Is there a better way of thinking about it? And I think I think so. It's a it's a subtle shift, but I think it's a really important one that that I'd like to consider with you. Um, so throughout our time together, we're, we're going to talk about spiritual disciplines as means of grace. Means of grace. All, all this means, this term, means of grace, all this means is that these things that we call spiritual disciplines are really just God's promised channels, or you can think of it as pathways, for getting more of and enjoying more of his grace. They're God's promised channels, his promised pathways for getting more of and enjoying more of His grace, I'm not saying that um, we can do anything to, to earn God's favor. Um, uh, we can't do that; it's a free gift. Um, but we can position ourselves to, as as one author puts it, he says, "to get, uh, to go get what uh, He keeps on giving, to go get what He keeps on giving." Um, David Mathis, um, who I draw a lot from uh, for these for this. Um, particular lesson, he, he sums it up like this, and I think it's really helpful. He says, The means of grace, or spiritual disciplines, are God's promised channels of continuing grace received by faith. Infinite grace is behind us. Infinite grace lies ahead, and through his appointed means of grace, God is pleased to supply ongoing life and energy and health and strength to our souls. The means of grace fill our tank for the pursuit of joy, for the good of others, and for the glory of God, these disciplines are um, they're blessings—not merely disciplines, but channels through which God gives us spiritual food for our survival, for our growth, and flourishing in the mission. I think that's a really helpful way of putting it. Putting it, um, maybe maybe an analogy will help. Think of a think of a light switch. Um, we all probably turned on a light switch this morning. Uh, we, we can flip that light switch. We can flip the switch, but you know we can't make electricity flow. Um, which is why, you know, when I turn on, on the lights in the morning, I don't look at Kate and go, look what I gave you. I gave you light. Like, you know, we don't like, we don't do that, um, because we, we can't do anything to make that electricity flow. I didn't make, um, it flow. It's really, it's dependent on someone else, right? Um, all I did was flick a switch. Um, so think of the Christian life like this. Uh, we're, you know, we're saved by grace. Uh, But we also need ongoing grace. It's essential to our spiritual lives. But we don't control it. We can't control it. Uh, We can't make God's favor flow. Um, But he's given us circuits to, to sort of open expectantly. These things to open expectantly. They're the paths along which he has promised to pour out his favor. That's what the spiritual disciplines are paths along which he's promised to pour out his favor it's how we it's how we go on getting what he keeps on giving if that makes sense um another story remember Zacchaeus um Zacchaeus was you know the song um he was a wee little man right but uh but he modeled a really big reality too for us he he knew he needed grace, lots of it. He, uh, he couldn't really he couldn't force Jesus' hand. Uh, he couldn't make grace flow automatically, but he could put himself by faith along the path where grace incarnate was coming. He could put himself along the path where grace was coming. Don Whitney says this. He says, think of the spiritual disciplines as ways that we can place ourselves in the path of God's grace and seek him, just like Zacchaeus. Placed himself in Jesus's path and sought Him. So, so when you're when you're regularly regularly reading the Word, what you're doing is it's not just some um, duty that you need to perform every day. You're you're putting yourself on the path of God's grace. When you're praying, you're putting yourself on the path of God's grace. When you fast, you're putting yourself on the path of God's grace. Uh, when you when you get away in silence, solitude. What you're doing is you're putting yourself on this path of experiencing and encountering God's grace. Um, any any questions about that idea? Before we go on, one more thing, real quick, before we move on. Um, throughout this class, we're like I said, we're going to call spiritual disciplines habits of grace. Um, David Mathis, um, who's with Desiring God, he, he wrote this book called Habits of Grace, Enjoying Jesus Through the Spiritual Disciplines. It's the title of our class, um, so we're drawing a lot from that book. Um, uh, but what I love about his approach to spiritual disciplines is its simplicity. Um, uh, what, what he does is that he, he shifts our focus away from spiritual disciplines is a list of things that we need to do to be good or to be a better Christian to... He shifts the focus to cultivating healthy habits in our lives, where these things can just thrive and flourish. Um, so I think that's a really helpful shift. Um, and and what he does is he he doesn't just um, unpack a list of spiritual disciplines for us. What he does is he he gives uh, three kind of sort of habits that should be operating in our. Um, in our lives, three habits that should be present in our lives, Um, and that is uh, hearing his voice, Um, so reading scripture, um, meditating on the word, having his ear, prayer, fasting, and then belonging to his body. Um, These aren't just things that we do individualistically um, or as individuals, but we do it collectively as as a church as well, and there's other things uh, involved with that. So just wanting to put that on, on your radar, um, we're going to be uh, sort of on the backdrop of, of when we get into specific spiritual disciplines, the backdrop is we, we want to cultivate good habits where these things can thrive. Um, so that's what spiritual disciplines or habits of grace are. Um, but why, why do we do these things? I think it's important to ask Uh, what is the motivation? What's the aim here? Um, What is the great end of the means? Another way of putting it. Uh, Most of us would probably say um, that we do these things so that we can look more like Jesus. Growth, in other words, we might say growth is the goal. Um, But consider, just for a moment, consider with me, what what if growth and godliness weren't the goal of spiritual disciplines? Uh, I'm not saying that growth isn't important. Growing in Christ is, is a wonderful thing. Uh, and if we make a habit uh, and practice of, uh, of doing these spiritual disciplines, we're going to grow in the faith. That's a product of it. Um, Paul thinks growth in Christ is really important. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 says your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for, for one another is increasing. Growth is vital. Hebrews 12, 14, Strive for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. It's even commanded. 2 Peter 3, 18, Grow. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, So it's important. It's vital. It's commanded. But I don't think it's the main thing. It's going to happen. If we are making a habit of of these things, growth is going to happen. But it's not the main thing. So if it's not the main focus... What is? Here it is, and I, I, I want to put it in terms of uh, Paul's own language, the Apostle Paul. He says this in Philippians 3.8. He says, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Surpassing worth of knowing, knowing Jesus. So the final joy and aim of every Christian discipline or practice or rhythm of life is, is knowing and enjoying Jesus um, lost my place where are we there we go when it's all said and done our hope our hope isn't to be um, skilled Bible readers or um, practiced prayer errors Um We, our aim is to be like the one um, who, as Jeremiah 9, 23, 24 puts it, understands and knows me, understands and knows the Lord, that I'm the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. So our heartbeat and the habits that we cultivate in our everyday lives um, needs to be Hosea 6, 3, let us know. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. That's, that's the goal. Um, so uh, I think, you know, we look at Scripture. We see Paul says, train yourself for godliness. Yes, um, he tells Timothy it's of value in every way, right? Um, but um, godliness isn't the end game. Growth isn't the goal. The, the heart of every habit um, serves this one great and glorious end, to know and to enjoy Jesus. Uh, any, any questions about that idea, that growth isn't the goal, but enjoying Jesus is? Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, it's not a question.
0: No, or a comment, that's fine, yeah. Um, humans have
1: a tendency to, to ruin a good thing. Bible study and all these, this list, long list, we can do this and say, hey, look at me. And then pride gets in there and says, look at me, I'm doing it right. Right. You can be as good as me someday, you know, pride. Right. We can ruin Mm. a good thing. So, yeah, um, as I was raising my kids, my prayer for them was then to get to know Jesus. Mm. That was my main goal, Yeah. was for them to know Jesus. Gave those kids to me for a purpose. Wanted them to have what's best for them. So yeah, yeah, it's not always easy, but yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Knowing Christ is number one. Yeah. Getting to know him better.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have a question about when you said that you didn't feel like like the things that used to bring you joy were just feeling like burdens. Mm. And I feel like there's like a balance between like we don't always have to feel like doing it. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, how do you encourage yourself when you are, mm. or like, how did you work through that time? Like, where you are just kind of like, like you said, it is important, yeah. but you know you should
0: do it anyway. Mm. It's good. Um. Well, I was young in the faith and immature in the faith, and just—I mean, just. Um. I think that's a good question. I think like what we're, what we're going going to get at in this class and thinking about is. Um, when, when we're cultivating these habits, like just good habits, um, healthy habits, of enjoying the Lord, um, when something becomes a habit, it's it be, it's almost automatic, right? You know, we, we brush our teeth, hopefully every night um, and every morning or whatever. Um, uh, it's it's just habit, you know. We 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 do things automatically, and so we're not giving brain space to, to thinking about those things. So. Um, forgetting the question that you're asking specifically like
1: I don't know I guess if you had like any practical wisdom for the times where like Hmm. the spiritual disciplines they are a burden like you don't want to do them but you know that for your own good you should be doing them yeah
0: and I think the key yeah that's great Uh, the only thing that I would say and I just go back to what we were talking about um, I think the key is the shift in not only a mindset but our heart set like the way we, we see these things as as a way of uh, enjoying Jesus, and not just like things that we do because that's what Christians do, um, but it's been, it's been life-giving to me to know that um, um, I'm not reading the Word to tell someone else that, hey, I've, I've been reading the Word every morning, but that I just get an opportunity to enjoy Christ, and, and in that, um, growing in faith um, steadily day by day. Um, if that is that helpful yeah. yeah.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we all can relate to that. I appreciate you putting words to that. Um. Um. I find that like when I'm not, um, you know, when it's not a habit for me to to pray or get in the Word. It's, it's usually that I'm just <clears throat> I'm not seeing these as opportunities to enjoy Jesus um, and just something I, a box I need to check to, to get on with my day. And um, um, I, I just don't think that's sustainable um, in the Christian life. Um, so any other questions or comments? Yeah, Heidi. Okay.
1: It just helps up what you mm, know, you exactly, know, different kinds of Bible um, reading. You can have a devotional, and you can keep memorizing a book in the scripture and just thinking about those verses for, yeah. that, for that time. Or, you know, so just switch it up just like in other relationships in general. Like, even in your marriage, you can do differently. I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, the nice thing is that even when it does become sometimes a little bit of a drudgery Mm -hmm. and a little bit of, you know, something that, you know, we're doing just because we feel like we have to, Mm -hmm. you know, God, you know, told us, you know, that, you know, we need to, you know, study His Word, study to show ourselves approved. that the the one thing that we can always rely upon is even when we're going. That in those moments of drudgery, when it's not, you know, just sheer joy to be sitting down and then, you know opening up a Bible, that mm-hmm. he still promised at the end that his word will not return void. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, those of us that went through, um, you know, early years in a very legalistic church where mm. we had memorization of Scripture hammered into us. I think once you get up to a certain age, you realize, you know what? Hey, now I've got. To Hidden in my heart, I mm. didn't enjoy going through it at the time, and it probably wasn't the you know maybe the best way to you know have it right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's it's God's word that mm. makes the difference. Yeah. And it's ultimately it's it's God who does make the difference in our life when we just obey, even though that obeying doesn't you know isn't always Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's good. Any other comments, questions? Yeah, right. I think the more you do it, the more it doesn't become a habit, but it becomes a joy. And it's
1: like, you know, you do it and
0: it's not, I have to do it. Yeah. It's just, you want to. The habit is a joy. Um, yeah um, you know my, my hope for us is that, that we wouldn't uh, in this time that, w- that we wouldn't get bogged down or discouraged by the things that, that we're not doing um, uh, but that we would that it would just be a joy for us to, to form solid lasting habits of, of hearing from God in his word and um, having his ear in prayer praying and belonging to his body and that that we would be able to see these things in one another too and celebrate these things um, uh, and encourage one another in these things. Um, Last thing that we're going to talk about, we've got uh, a little bit of time left. Um, I I wanted to uh, maybe address four thinking in terms of like habits, cultivating good habits. I want to leave by addressing four keys to sort of cultivating uh, better habits. uh, this is not original to me, by the way, David Mathis. Um, uh, these are original to him, but I think they're really helpful for us. Um, this is what he says. He says, your perseverance under God is in your habits. Heaven and hell hangs on your habits. Show me a man's habits or a woman's habits, and you'll give me a glimpse into their very soul. The habits that you develop and sustain today will affect whether you persevere to the end and make, or Make shipwreck of your faith. Simply put, your habits are one of the most important things about you. Um, I think he's absolutely right. I think our habits, um, uh, not only do we make habits, but I think our habits shape us as well. And so they're there some of the most important things that we could give uh, our attention to, that we could think about. Um, So we're going to wrap today by sort of considering four lessons that might help us get more intentional um, and become more effective at cultivating um, life-giving habits. So lesson number one, um, habits free us up, free us, uh, they free up our focus. Uh, They free our focus from distractions uh, that we're able to give attention to the things that are most important. When we're free from distraction, we're able to be more present in the moment. Um, so when we form good habits like you know, making a beeline to the Bible in the morning or something like that, we position ourselves in the path of God's grace. Habits free us from being distracted by our own actions and techniques so our attention can just can be focused on God. Um, I already told her I was going to... Um, do this. So Ray, I met with Ray this past week, and I'm glad I did. Um, it, was, it was a real joy to meet with her. Um, but throughout our time, um, it, it just came, came up that um, she prays every morning, which is not like unusual, um, but she said she prays every morning before getting out of bed. She said, before, before my feet hit the ground, um, I'm talking to my Heavenly Father. And then my feet don't hit the ground until, like, I'm done talking to I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's, like, pray, and then get, she's like, sometimes it's a few minutes, sometimes it's two hours, um, but my feet won't hit the ground until I'm done meeting with the Lord. Um, Sorry for embarrassing you. But her words were really encouraging to me and correct, uh, that corrected me um, as well. Um, There are many mornings, many mornings where I jump, I jump headlong into distraction. Um, that is how a lot of my mornings start. My habits uh, don't free me from distraction. Uh, they lead me into distraction. Um, so forming habits, good habits, uh, will free up our focus. Um, lesson number two, habits protect what's most important. They keep us from having to make the, the right decision over and over again. Uh, good, good habits protect what's most important. They keep us on the track of perseverance even when we don't feel like persevering, like we just uh, talked about. They help us access the channels of God's ongoing grace uh, in the times that we need it most, often when we we don't feel it, too. Um, Like what you were just saying, Heidi, like the moments where we don't feel it. And so so preserve and keep our souls. Uh, Good spiritual habits keep us in the Word. They keep us in prayer. They keep us among the people of God, even as we are riding these ups and downs of life. So they protect what's most important. Also, lesson number three, habits aren't a one-size-fits-all, and I think this is really uh, important and helpful for us to get. Um, uh, The Christian life, persevering, uh, looks different for different people. Um, Personal experience, wiring, season of life, Uh, we should be, um, I think it should be freeing to us to know that that we're not called to live someone else's spiritual um, routines or habits. Someone else's routines. Um, As Mathis puts it, he says, Habits are person-specific, and God gives us flexibility in how the timeless, unchanging principles of his means of grace intersect with our timely, changing, personalized habits in life. Um, we're all gonna go through a lot of different seasons of life, um, and so the way that we sort of practice these spiritual disciplines are gonna look different in seasons of life, but, um, but the goal is not to say, in every season of life, we're checking off the box and we're doing all these things. It's, um, am I making a habit of, of hearing his voice? Am I making a habit of going to the Lord in prayer, of having his ear? Uh, am I making a habit of uh, being with the fellowship, being with the body? Um, um, so, if our focus is on those things and not the list, I think it's it's uh, really helpful. It's not a one size fits all. Um, you know, you can think of an example. Um, uh, you know, we're we're not um, we're not called to wear Saul's armor. I mean, you know the story, right, of David um, stepping up to fight Goliath, right, and um, Saul. Clothes David with his his armor, puts on his helmet, gives him uh, um, his his uh, coat of mail, uh, straps on the sword, uh, and then uh, David says to Saul, he says, "I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them." So what does he do? He puts them off. He puts these things off. Then he he took his staff in his hand and he chose five. Uh, smooth stones from the brook, and he puts them in his shepherd's pouch, and, and then he goes and he defeats uh, the Philistine. Um, so the question is, how, how will you fight the giant who wants to keep you from persevering in the faith? Um, he wants to do everything to make sure that you don't make it to the end. You don't have to wear another person's armor, another man's armor or woman's armor, and um, but you do have to find your way uh, to, to wielding the, the spirit with um, the weapon of the spirit, um, if that makes sense. Um, last lesson, and then we'll, we'll wrap here. Um, habits are driven by desire. Um, this is what I think makes the science of habits such a, such an asset to the Christian life, to our perseverance. Desire and reward drive our habits. So, Mathis, again, he says, Habits are an earthly gift to open, uh, to open our mouths for tastes of heaven. Habits are an earthly gift to open our mouths for tastes of heaven. Helpful spiritual habits are not driven by duty, right? They're driven by joy. Um, think about Hebrews 10, uh, 35. mentions this, this great reward that is, that's coming to those who persevere. And what is this reward? Well, verse 34 clues us in. Um, it's, this is the key. Your joyful acceptance, you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, or liter- literally your possessions, plural, uh, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession, singular, and an abiding one. So those early Christians, they accepted the loss of their earthly possessions because they knew that they had a better and lasting singular possession, Jesus himself. So the ultimate goal of cultivating holy habits in our lives um, is having Jesus. That's the goal, is having Jesus, is possessing him by faith, knowing and enjoying him. Uh, he is the great end of uh, our persevering, of our faith. Uh, what what habits of grace do for our souls and how habits of grace play an essential role in our perseverance in the faith is to, is to turn our eyes away from ourselves and 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 our work in in these things, in cultivating these things, and setting setting our eyes on the object of our faith, which which is Jesus Himself. Um, so God's regular channels of grace, as we're going to see, are His His voice, uh, His ear, and His body. He often showers His His people us with unexpected favor, unexpected grace, but typically the grace. Um, that sends our roots deepest um, that truly grows us up in Christ um, that produces lasting spiritual change are just these these ordinary and unspectacular paths of fellowship and prayer and Bible intake um, that are given practical expression in all sorts of different ways so over the next few weeks um, I just I want to invite you to, to look hard at your habits. Um, um, what, what do they look like? Maybe even ask questions this week. Ask questions of yourself. Um, I'm going to be asking these questions of myself. Do, do my habits help me treasure Jesus more? Do my habits help me treasure Jesus more? Do they help me know and enjoy him in the everyday, ordinary stuff of life? Or, or do they hinder my joy in him? Do they keep me from Jesus and going and getting what he keeps on giving, his grace? Uh, so let me encourage you to, to work hard at, at cultivating um, in these weeks and in the months ahead, um, cultivating life-giving habits in ordinary life that just help you treasure Jesus more every day um, so that we can you know, stay close to Jesus um, and grow up in him and make it to the end still holding on to Jesus. Um, next week we're going to gonna wrap and we are done like a minute until we're supposed to be done it's not bad All right. Uh, so we're going to dig into individual like um, spiritual disciplines next week we're going to be uh, spending our time looking at what it looks like to, to make a habit of enjoying Jesus through reading and meditating on his word just this, this, the cornerstone of, of spiritual disciplines the word of God Um, And Rob is going to help us uh, uh, understand and unpack this. And then the week after that, we're going to focus on prayer. Um, And then we're going to talk about a few other things as well. But uh, I hope that you come back. Uh, Thank you for being here. Let me pray for us, and then we we can get out and uh, get to the gathering. Father, thank you for your grace to us. Thank you um, uh, that you have not left us to ourselves, but that you have... Uh, that you have reached down and you've pulled us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Um, we um, are so thankful for your grace in our lives, and um, would you help us in uh, today and in the days ahead and the weeks ahead to to uh, to make habits um, to walk these paths where. Um, your grace flows um, where we can enjoy Jesus more each day um, and grow up in him um, uh, for our good and for your glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks all. Have a good day.